With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Wherever you're listening, we appreciate that you are, as we talk uh, local sports as often as we can here in the next couple of hours as we take you up until noon. BMW of Des Moines guest, looks, guest list looks like this. Uh, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he's going to be in town next Tuesday uh, at the Iowa Tap Room, a major event for uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Fundraiser. Mitch is going to be in town, and he will be a part of that. So will our colleague Heather Burnside, and he she is going to join Trent and I uh, at 1030 as we talk to Mitch about the event coming up next Tuesday, May the 11th, from 6 until 830. Uh, there is... Oh, more information to follow. I think the tickets for the event as part of the fundraiser. I wish I could find it at the tip of my tongue. Oh, I had it. Now I can't find it. Uh, anyways, uh, we will talk more about that at the bottom of the hour when Mitch Holtis joins us on the phone. Heather Burnside comes in studio uh, as she tries to continue to put that build up that uh, fundraising bank account that she's doing such a terrific yeah. job of and tip of the cap to her and everybody else that's participating in that endeavor yeah great to see you and, and uh, great to see you by the hey, way hey thanks yeah back at it and though we got to see each other for the tv show yesterday that's right uh, a little bit longer in the recovery room for the wife yesterday so everything's all good good a little slow getting around and uh well she'll be back at work by monday but yeah, we uh deal with both kids and getting everything ready and Play Mr. Mom on top of it. Uh, happy to uh, happy to do my part to help you out. By well, the way, I enjoyed it because we were in the recovery room. Tara was still away, so I got to listen to you and Bama start off the show oh, yesterday. Yeah, it was great to Brought talk Brought the to earbuds them. back. And, yeah. Boy, it's fun listening to Bama talk college football. Indeed it is. So I'm in the, in the TV, in the studio here, there's a TV, and it's always on Channel 13. Hmm, shocking hmm. enough. <laughs> um, but... Uh, What's her name? Huda? Hoda? Hoda, yeah. Hoda and Jenna? Yeah. Apparently Jenna Bush. The, Jenna Bush, the show that's on right now. I'm guessing that this is the first time they've showed hockey of any kind? Well, maybe a Stanley Cup or a gold medal or something like that, but I'm going to guess as it pertains to a fight. Yeah. Is this the audience it. to be showing six fights in the NHL in the first five minutes last night? I don't know nothing about their show. Hockey is dominating the sports conversation today. Yeah. You know, Trent, and I tried to pull the trigger two or three times yesterday, and you know why I didn't? What I was going to do is I was going to try and alert the folks out there, if you're looking for something to watch, I think that there's a powder keg simmering and it's about to blow, mm-hmm. but usually they never live up to it, right? True. We've seen we've seen teams in hockey kick the crap out of each other the night before. You think it's going to carry over to the next game, and it doesn't. It's, big, it's a big letdown. So I, so I didn't. Uh, but I certainly had my TV on Channel 220 last night when they dropped the puck between the Rangers and the Capitals. And then they dropped the gloves. Trent, right off the bat, line brawl. Um, 
let me finish the guest list, then we'll get into All this right. because uh, I do want to talk about it. it was it was um, old school hockey, baby, is yeah. what it was. So, anyways, uh, Mitch Holtis, bottom of the hour. The tickets are forty five dollars for the event. With a, a, I don't know if all of that money goes to uh, the leukemia lymphoma fundraising. Uh, Heather will help us out with that. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a part of it, um, six to eight thirty, Iowa Tap Room next week. Michael Admire is going to be there. Um, Heather's going to be there. Mitch Holtis is going to be there. And we'll find out who else is going to be there. And hopefully some of our audience uh, can be there, especially if you're a Chiefs fan. Pretty good opportunity to be in a limited uh, audience with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Bottom of the hour, 11.05. Wanted to have Joe O'Donnell on for a couple of reasons. A, to discuss um, you know, the NHL. And obviously this will be a big talker here this morning uh, with Joe. But uh, since I'm gone next week and since the season ends next week for the Iowa Wild, wanted to get Joe in here one more time because I I hope I'm right. Uh, this might be the last opportunity to talk for me anyways, to mm-hmm. talk to Joe O'Donnell in his role as the voice of the Iowa Wild. No confirmation. I know nothing. Joe hasn't hinted about anything. But I have to believe that he's on a very short list of candidates uh, to get the radio gig, as he did that a bunch during the um, uh, this season, the radio gig with the big club, the Minnesota Wild. Hate to lose him. Uh, on one hand, on the other hand, I hope we lose them. Uh, and then uh, Bill Bender will uh, join us at eleven uh, twenty-five from the Sporting News. He's also a big Packer fan and want to get his take on a couple of things. We'll do some college football with Bill. Uh, we'll do some NFL with Bill as he's wearing a lot of hats during the uh, non-college football air quote season. Um, the Sporting News keeps him busy, which I'm sure is just fine by the Bender family. <laughs> If daddy's working and he's putting out content, that means that um, they respect what he's doing. So, anyways, baseball from last night was, we'll get into it. Angel Hernandez, another disgrace behind home plate last night uh, with the Royals game. I mean, I I don't know how anyone can be as god-awful at what they do on a night-in and night-out basis and maintain his position. He's a crew chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going anywhere. He sued Major League Baseball. He lost. That uh, court case was just settled. He thought that it was uh, that uh, because of his, um, I guess, his Hispanic heritage, that he thought that he was being passed over, played the race card a little bit, and um, he didn't win. But they can't or won't. Gent, they won't get rid of him despite the fact that he has to be one of the most because all of these guys every single year their work is graded mm-hmm. they yes. get their report card at the end of the year i think it now this goes back to when tim mcclellan the late eric cooper used to be on this radio station and i, I loved it for a number of reasons i'm a baseball fan are you kidding me there's two major league umpires mm-hmm. in the studio here and i'm working with them so i i don't know if i learned this on their show or, or just bsing with the boys before they went on the air but they have what is known as a the umpire's retreat is the last weekend in january so they were off for, they would go to phoenix all the umpires mm-hmm. for their uh, not league meetings but umpire meetings and they get the report card and how they did and how many calls they missed and how many they got right and uh, then they would find out uh, baseball overall got this many rights and you know where are you ranked and they didn't say the I mean, I just knew where they were, mm-hmm. but my point being is they get graded every year, and this cat's got to be at the bottom every single year, Trent. He's atrocious at his job. There are metrics out there that will rate not just what you are as a home plate umpire, which is the easiest to measure mm-hmm. in terms of viability, but just overall, plays you miss, plays that you get right, and in today's sabermetric way of baseball, that information is out there. Year after year, towards the bottom of that list, if not at the bottom, 
is Angel Hernandez. Yeah. He is terrible. And it's very difficult. Two nights ago, you piss off Terry Francona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, last night, right. Mathidi's fired up. It's just... what. To go through a series and you upset both sides? Right. Well, I guess you're doing your work, right? Because well, it's kind of like us. We piss off the Cyclone fans one day and the Hawkeye fans the other. Right. We're doing the right thing. Um, but no, in his case. Now, back to what was last night? Wednesday? So back to Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. The, pl- the ball that he lost in the LED lights. Yep. I can kind of cut him a little slack. It's a great excuse. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, he was the only umpire to miss it. And he called the outside. And Benetton, the third base coach was doing what he's supposed to do and sending Benatendi, in this case, back to second base. But the umpires got together and they got the call right. Last night when he's behind home plate, no excuse. No. And we all can see it. We can all see it. Because, thankfully, there's HD. Thankfully, there's the, uh, what do they call it? Whatever the box is. Um, the K-Zone. The K-Zone or what, yeah. Um, but he's just atrocious. Anyways, the Royals are having a little bit of trouble this week. Well, and they were getting a great performance out of Singer. They did. They looked like they had Bieber on the ropes. They were mm-hmm. going to get a win. And one call. Singer one got play. tossed. Did you see yes. that? On his way out of the game. Good for him. Absolutely. Let that guy know you're terrible. Yeah. And he did. Yes. Uh, before he was ejected from the baseball game. Um, Cubs were fun last night. I love the extra inning rule. We talked about that. Uh, what else? Your twins got beat. Uh, Tony LaRussa. Here, just run real quick on Ooh. Tony LaRussa. And I get it. Tony LaRussa and the bench coach in particular have to know the rule. Joe McEwing is, is the bench coach. Yeah, they have to know the rule. But it wasn't in place last year. Well, it was, but the DH was in place last oh, year. Right. So it never came into play last year. But I get such a kick out of all the folks piling on when 99.9% of us had no idea that that was the rule. But that's not our job. I get it. I totally get it. It's not our job. Right. Even us as people in sports radio. Uh And I had no idea. No, neither did I. And I think anybody that says they did, I want to see if their nose is growing. Right, exactly. This one, though, I think you have to know. This, It's not some archaic old rule that you know just doesn't come it comes up once every 20 years this is a new rule in yeah, place it's and gonna happen this isn't larusa this is joe McEwen. this, this yeah. is on him but you Your, know who's getting the blame oh yeah old guy tony oh, yes. larusa game has passed touch. me by yes. tony LaRusa. out of touch tony yeah. LaRusa. Right. he hasn't been around for a decade yep. and these are the things you miss yep. no the bench coach this is really their job because yeah. the manager there is a lot more to it the bench coach's job one of the biggest things why do they have bench coaches? For this, mm-hmm. to know every single rule, to know every single in and out, to know every piece of the double switch rule and what you can do. That is what a bench coach is there for. Bad work out of Joe McGee. Yeah, no, it was, Trent. And it's, it's. I mean, Tony LaRusse is the fall guy. And I, lo- I love where, where the Bucks start. I know, too. Everybody does. <laughs> but this was not his fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where's the buck stop, right? Yeah, right. So anyways. another guy manager had a terrible night last night too. Gerard Yeah, you said that I missed that story. So, so the way that it's set up now, we know traditionally the exchanging of lineup cards, uh-huh. and it's largely largely ceremonial anymore. But right. it is still official now. In order to combat extra contact, yeah, they don't do that anymore. But the umpires before the game, they do get the lineup card is just printed out and given to them in that fashion as opposed to handing it at Getting home plate. together at home plate and having a conversation and yeah. So they made a switch. The Phillies had some change. Somebody came up. Somebody got dropped down. It was basically to have another pitcher for the game against Milwaukee yesterday. They printed it out before it officially happened, which was at about 5.15. They told the guys at 2 o'clock in the afternoon this was what was happening. 
They printed out that initial lineup card before it changed at 515. That's the one that the umpires got. Girardi said, normally, yeah, I look at it every time. And the umpire is actually supposed to ask them, I have the lineup card from uh, that was printed at 6.15 p.m. Girardi didn't throw an umpire under the bus, so maybe it mm. was asked, and he just didn't double-check it. But well, regardless, good for him if, that's, if that yeah, was the case. That is the way that it's set up. So another one now, Billy's got the job done. They really needed that extra arm in the bullpen. and. Mm. No, those are those little things. They, that they, can they swept the brew crew too, yeah. did they not? It can become really taxing, though. All of a sudden, you had to go a little deeper in your bullpen, and yeah. how's that going to impact your team going forward? Those little nuances of baseball. There's always yeah. something going on, and, no, and there are something different every single day. And that's why we love the game, Trent. Mm-hmm. And you, you and I came in here on Monday, and it's not like we were taking a victory lap in advance of what we thought was going to happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at Wrigley Field. <laughs> uh, we, what we basically were doing is, all right, brace yourself, yeah. Cubs fans. Here comes Kershaw. Bauer and Bueller. Good luck for a team that's having trouble hitting the baseball. L- and here L- come three L- these three dudes. And not that they when Kershaw took the loss, Bueller and Bauer didn't factor in their decisions. But how about the Cubbies coming from behind and winning baseball games and beating the Dodgers? Trent, I looked it up. The Dodgers, who everyone believes, myself included, they are the best team in baseball mm-hmm. since April the eighteenth. This team's four and thirteen. Four wins, 13 losses for the defending champions with that lineup? Never thought it would happen. Oh. There would be a bad stretch, yes. But not a 4-13 and 13 no. stretch. Not over this many games. Three weeks worth. You lose five out of six even then. Okay, that can happen. Yeah, but then you reel off it's five a bad in a row. Week. Right. It's a bad week. We're going on a bad three weeks now. <laughs> this team, that happens. And they've had injuries. And they've yeah. had things that have cropped up too. And the motivation... In now into May, yeah, it's a long season. I get it, but they, still, they, yeah. Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw. I mean, they got some Urias, uh, the uh, carrot top, Dustin. What's his name? Dustin, Dustin May, May? yeah, yeah. Um, who's out for the year now? Yeah, I saw that. That's a blow. It is because he's a good. He pitched on Sunday night baseball mm-hmm. last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. He was terrific. Sunday night baseball. Have you seen the ratings? They have to be up. I haven't seen the ratings, but I know I've watched a lot more this Me season too. than probably in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, here's maybe a part of that. Normally during this time, it's NBA and NHL playoffs. Yes, uh-huh. you have that going on. So Sunday night. For you, you're flipping over and yep. watching some hockey. I'm yep. watching NBA, and Sunday night baseball moves to the back burner. Regular season game, mm. I'm not getting there. Right, right. I'm not getting there to to watch NBA or NHL at that point. So I think that's a big piece of it, too. But if you're ESPN, it's kind of surprising because you would think the numbers would be up and the press release comes, and then the Richard Deitches mm-hmm. of the world and the Jimmy Trainas are out there with the tweets. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I haven't either. So maybe they're not up. I don't know. I would well. I'm sure that they're, I'm sure they're out there. We, we should dig and see if we can yeah. find that. Uh, by the way, we've got a keyword coming up here in about ten minutes. If you're listening for that, we'll give you that opportunity to go to kxno.com and uh, hopefully uh, become KXNO's first thousand dollar winners. We are still looking for that. We've had some in the building, uh, but not here on uh, on this station. So anyway, so let's get to the hockey from what started on thirty three percent. They're up 33%. 33%. The so first that's, three that's, weeks. that's outstanding. Yes. Yeah, wow. Very good. In a year where baseball rate, well, ratings in sports have dropped almost right. everywhere. Right. That's good news. For it was. Kentucky Derby had a good rating, which yeah, would surprise that. me. Getting uh, back to normalcy. I think we are. Yeah. And everybody's all for that, are we not? Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey. So let's go back to Speaking Monday of normal night. things, guys throwing <laughs> punches in a hockey game. Six fights in five minutes. Oh, my gosh. 
So Monday, um, a guy, the, the, the Capitals got a guy by the name of Tom Wilson. He's been suspended. He is... He plays till the uh, what is it? The echo of the whistle. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, this this is a guy that. Here's the other thing. There's 31 teams in the NHL, and 30 teams hate his guts. 30 fans of those teams are kidding themselves if they if they're trying to convince themselves that they wouldn't wish that Tom Wilson was on their team because they would. So Tom Wilson on Monday night gets in a little skirmish in front of the net. He. And they did so against the team's stars, which isn't good. I mean, you, but Tom Wilson's not a goon. You know, Tom Wilson is not known as a goon, where a guy plays on the fourth line and he's only on the ice to get in fights. Tom Wilson's a hockey player. Tom Wilson can play. Tom Wilson scores goals. He can skate, but he can also fight. And he does it a lot. Um, and again, every team would want him and every fan base wishes that he was on their team. So Monday night, he takes liberties with a couple of guys and he actually, uh, and Terry uh, Panarin, who's a really good player, his helmet came off and he pushed him down to the ice and his head hit the ice and now he's out for the rest of the year for the concussion. Rest of the year means three games. So it's at the end of the season. But Tom Wilson's been suspended numerous times for incidents like this. So you would think that his history of crossing the line would have come into play when the the NHL Player Safety Board um, ruled on what happened on Monday night. And they didn't suspend him. And the hockey world was incredulous that that didn't happen. They were apoplectic that this guy got away with what he did and only was fined $5,000 for what he did on Monday night. Right? The New York Rangers went as so far to take to release a statement criticizing a league official and you never see that wow. from a team they send out a scathing tweet um you know George Perrell's not good at his job blah 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 how could this happen so fast forward to last night when the same two teams are going to play again and the rangers in the 48 hours that came after that were called everything in the book they're soft how can you let somebody do that to your team's stars You've got to answer the bell, whether you're going to win or lose. You have to answer the bell, and they didn't. So this percolated for two days until 6 o'clock our time last night when the two teams lined up at center and the puck dropped and everybody that was in the face-off circle, not the defenseman, they paired up, they dropped the gloves, and there was a line brawl one second into the hockey game. And it's been a long time since we've seen one of those. It's they're trying to get this out of the sport. I get it. It's it's good that they do. Even I've come around to that, and I was slow too. But I want Tom Wilson as a Jet, <laughs> and everybody else wants Tom Wilson on their team. Trust me, because he can play. He's not a goon. He can play. So that happens. Three guys into each penalty box. All right, drop the puck again. Boom, gloves come off again. Tom Wilson comes onto the ice for his first shift, and he's instantly attacked. By, I guess, the tough guy on the Rangers, Brandon Smith's his name. Mm-hmm. He's no match for Tom Wilson. He's fighting, he was fighting out of, his, uh, out, of his, out of his weight class. But he dropped the gloves with Tom Wilson. Now, it didn't go well for Mr. Smith, but he answered the bell. And he gained everybody's respect for doing that. Bottom line, first six minutes of the game, there were, no, first five minutes of the game, there were six fights. And this would not have happened if the league would have stepped in on Tuesday morning and suspended Tom Wilson for what he did uh, by causing Anteri Panarin to 
be concussed by throwing him down on the ice. He's rabbit punching guys on the ice in the back of the head. Nobody's doing this. Panarin jumps on Wilson's back to get him off his teammate. Mm-hmm. Wilson then grabs him. Panarin's helmet comes off, punches him a couple of times. As he's going down to the ice, he kind of helps him down to the ice, and his head hits it, and he's concussed, and he's out for the year. Brain injury, don't want that. I get it. But he wasn't suspended. So you know what's going to happen? Since the league won't handle things, the New York Rangers took it upon themselves to handle it themselves, and they instigated everything last night, and good for them. Good for them for doing it. That's the way hockey's supposed to be. They had to police themselves. Yeah. The league wasn't just, going to do it. Right, just like when somebody throws at somebody mm-hmm. and there's no suspensions. Well, hell, we got to get even. We're going to throw at their star player next time he's in the batter's box. So I first see this. I knew the story. I knew the background. I knew the lead-up yesterday to it. But I saw it on Twitter for the first time. It was probably, was it a 6.30 start of that Last game? Last night? Yeah. Uh, 6.10. 6.10, okay. Because yeah. it was it was a little before 7, though, as I was settling in and opening up Twitter for the first time. And I see, Tom Wilson is a punk. What a puke. <laughs> Where does my mind go? Oh, Dowling? Yes. <laughs> and so for this, oh, I don't my. know, 15 seconds, yeah. I have, what in the world has happened? Oh. That Tom Wilson. That Tom Because the Tom Wilson I know is not anything but that. Right. But that's what you first, you ever have that where either it's a name or just something and you don't have the full context of it, and your mind goes a million different directions. That's what it was for me. Yeah. And then I see the hockey fight right after that and uh, everything on Twitter, and so okay, now it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, uh, uh, Brian just tweeted, hate the Caps, and then in all caps, love Tom Wilson. <laughs> and so you should be. You want him on your squad. Yeah. But they didn't police it. They didn't look after it. The, the league did not do anything, so the Rangers had to stand up and answer the bell. So I tweeted right away, line brawl, ch- DTV channel 220. Because <laughs> they the happen so infrequently, right? I yeah. think the last one was 2014 between the uh, Canucks and the Flames. They're, they happen periodically. They used to happen way more frequently, the Broad Street Bullies, the Flyers in the 70s. But last night, man, it was on. It was old school hockey, so we'll get you old. Um, Scott Knock came in, one of our sales guys here, and he was talking. He was listening to the Morning Rush on his way in the morning this morning, and I guess they had Tim Army on. Yeah, and Tim, Ar- I'd love to hear it. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Um, and Tim Army, the coach of the Iowa Wild, and he was trying to, you know, add some, uh, you know, his take to what what happened last night. Madison Square Garden, great theater. Now, look, we'll get to the playoffs, and the playoffs used to be one fight after another. There's very few. There's very few fights in hockey. In the playoffs even, in particular. You're playing a seven-game series, and right. you get sick of seeing the same guy. And mm-hmm. But got to stay on well, the and ice, this, right? And this, yeah, absolutely. you got to stay on the ice. Uh, and this year's kind of been this, kind of like what's going on with AAA, mm-hmm. right? It's it, Indianapolis is down to play the Iowa Cubs six times. There's teams that see each other four times in a row. I mean, the, the Wild and the – remember, wasn't a couple of weeks the ago? Blues. The Blues and the yeah. Wild played like four games in a row. It, it happens a lot this year. Um Anyways. Your uh, Jets are going to be a playoff team. Yes, they clinched last night. After losing seven straight, you know, I ran out of show. I was going to pull a Condon uh-huh. with my play of the day. Oh, yeah? Because I knew the Jets weren't going to lose last night. It, you had that one. Yeah, but... Um, didn't lock it up. No, I didn't. Sure I, I ran out of show. I kept Sipple on too long. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think so either. A couple people did, but you know what? Ah, that's fine. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Can't make everybody happy. No. Wild got a point last night against Vegas. Lost in overtime. Uh-huh. They're now just a point back in the standings of getting that number two spot in the are division. Are they really? Yeah. It's that close? They are. It is now. Vegas is at 76. Yeah. Colorado at 72. The Wild at 71. Wow. So they're not going to get the top spot. 
but and they had to win last night to uh-huh, get that uh-huh. and had to do it in regulation. But home ice advantage and there's fans in buildings. They played so well here when I've started to pay attention more the last six weeks or so too. To, to the Minnesota Wild, yeah, they're a good team. They, I feel like they have a chance. Yeah, they, I think they do too. By the way, did I, you? I know you listen to some. I'm going to the game Monday night. You are. I'm going to the Golden Knights and the Avalanche plays. Yeah, nice. Uh, my son and I are going to the game. That's really cool. Right, he's never been to an AHL game. Pretty good uh, way to open it up, huh? Right, yeah. Twenty nine years old. That's awesome. I'm uh, taking my boy to his first NHL game, and I couldn't be any prouder. <laughs> That's going to be great. Absolutely. Look, looking forward to hearing your well, everything. Your report back from Vegas when you. I get wonder back. how busy it'll be. Hmm. Middle. You know, it's not Memorial Day weekend right. or anything like that. Right. 60% of what it's used Maybe. to? Maybe. See, for, for, I mean, my favorite days in Vegas now, now that I'm in my 60s, are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Before it starts to get crowded, right? Before the partiers come in. You can bounce kind of yeah, wherever you, where you want. want. There's no, you don't have to wait for a table. You Find can sit spot. down where you want in the book for yep. the most part. When you go up to get another beer, you're maybe second in line at worst. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm anxious to see how it is. All right, so this big fundraiser is coming up. Look forward to having Heather in here to discuss that, and we will so uh, with Mitch Holtus. He joins us at 1030. Uh, but right now, Trent, let's get to this, shall we? Do you have a home run queued up from last night? I don't have a home run queued up. We'll get one in the 11 o'clock All hour, right. though. It's time for another $1,000 home run. Just go to KXNO.com. Enter the keyword summer. That's your chance to win $1,000. Again, KXNO still looking for his our first winner this go-around. We haven't had a winner, have we, Heather? I don't think so. I know that there's been a few WHOs had some, but we have yet to crack the board. So go to KXNO.com. Enter the keyword summer. Your chance to win $1,000. Summer at KXNO.com. Mitch Holtus and Heather join Trent and I next as we will talk about the Leukemia Lymphoma Fundraiser coming up at the Iowa Tap Room this Tuesday, May the 11th, from 6 until 8.30. The voice of the Chiefs, your opportunity uh, to A, support a good cause, but B, to get, um, well, up close, well, within six feet of the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holtis next. Miller and Condit, 1460 KXNO, 106.7. What's that for details? Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Looking forward to this next segment here, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Heather Burnside is in studio uh, with Trent and myself. Mitch Holtis is on the phone. The four of us are going to converse about the big fundraiser coming up at the Iowa Tap Room. We'll get into the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get into the competition in the AFC West because someone's moving in, Mitch Holtis. How are you? Yes. I figured you'd bring that up, Ken, and I got to congratulate you and your Broncos for having a fantastic draft. And I think by 
the time of the end of June or mid-June, we'll probably, you'll probably have a new quarterback, I'm guessing. Yeah, so it certainly sounds like that. It seems like every sign's pointed that way, but uh, we'll, we'll see, Mitch. It'll certainly be good for the division because, as we know, there's quarterback-heavy division because Herbert absolutely belongs, and we know 15's not going anywhere for a decade, and uh, even Carr's got his moments. So, uh, Mitch, it's great to reconnect with you. Yeah. I'm anxious to get Heather in here for you guys to uh, to talk about what you've got going on. But let's just, I guess, talk, go back. Back to the uh, draft for the Chiefs, and they gave up their first-round pick, Mitch. But, boy, oh, boy, uh, I think you do that every single time, right? Orlando Brown comes over. Um, we saw Mahomes running for his life literally in the Super Bowl, and they have addressed the O-line in a big, big way, and Patrick Mahomes has to be happy with what they've done. Yeah, what's impressive in less than three months, and the Super Bowl was on February the 7th. Tomorrow's May the 7th. So in, in less than that, 89-90-90 day window the Chiefs have not only revamped an offensive line, they've made it one of the strongest in the league. You have Orlando Brown Jr. who's a two-time Pro Bowler now at left tackle. You got Joe Tooney who is probably the best left mm-hmm. guard in the league, at least he's paid that way. Yep. You have some competition now at center. You can pick up Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma who I think will have a potential much like Dalton Reisner for your Broncos is going to be a long-time player and probably a Pro Bowler. You've got great competition at right guard and a right tackle, especially if Lucas Niang uh, comes through very athletic, a star in the making coming off of an opt-out year, you made your biggest weakness in one of your strongest positions. And that was all done in less than three months. At the top of the draft, first draft pick with Orlando Brown Jr. coming in with that first-round pick, Nick Bolton. This dude, (laughs) he is a highlight reel. He is physical at the linebacker spot. I know the knock... Pass coverage needs to work on that a little bit, but also bringing in a guy from Missouri. It seems like you know, kind of those not hometown guys, but those guys locally always seems like it makes a bigger impact. Kind of when you're talking about the draft and, and leading to even more excitement. Trent's an excellent question. Now it's a micro question, but I'm going to give you a macro answer. Uh, follow me on this, and this is why the value of Nick Bolton and really the value of this whole draft class. I'm calling them the three V's. Uh, the value, versatility, and then vision, because there's more to this class than meets the eye. But let's go back to my uh, original thought here, and I tweeted out on Sunday, after you look at this 2021 Kansas City Chiefs draft class, you see a group that is, uh, I think, superbly prepared to run what I call Patrick Mahomes' second lap around the NFL track. Hmm. Think about his first four years of being the first lap. Let's go Drake Relays here, if we want to get a... a word picture uh but think about now him running like a 1600 meter run and this is the second lap around the track that means the next four years the next four years look very different the cap will look uh, different the way it's structured the chiefs are top heavy now uh but you've got to find players that are got great value they're going to win divisions and try to win a sixth straight division of the afc west there's a knock on Ken, uh, uh, or try to beat the Broncos a 12 straight time. Yeah, no, stop it. The quarterback. <laughs> uh, but uh, the point here is to build a team around Patrick in this second lap around Patrick. If you follow my drift, you've got to structure your team differently. And Nick Bolton, who becomes a high-impact linebacker, who's on his first contract and it becomes great value. Same with Creed uh, Humphrey. Uh, you can go right down the line with these guys. Um, uh, even Josh Gray, the tight end out of Duke, they need a, a guy just exactly like him. So 
I'm giving you a long answer here, but a macro answer to a micro question, but I think you can follow my uh, logic. Indeed. Uh, Mitch, we know that uh, when we're fortunate enough to have you throughout the season and in training camp as well, that the uh, Donaldsons uh, at uh, the good folks over at Papa John's, they're very, very philanthropic, uh, and Leukemia Lymphoma Society is very close to them, uh, and there's a big fundraiser in town. Just to my right is someone I'm going to introduce you to. I know you've listened to Heather on the radios. You've made your way through the valley and through our fine state over the years, but uh, Heather Burnside is, uh, is raising a ton of money for this. Uh, the Donaldsons are close to it. Um, so let me introduce you to uh, Mike, our colleague, Heather Burnside. And Ken, by the way, yes. the Donaldsons will be there. Wow. Night. That's it's, if I can't bring Mahomes, then I'll just bring the Donaldson. <laughs> That's good. So Tom and Matt Donaldson will be there, and they do so much, as you mentioned, for Leukemia uh, Lymphoma Society. Uh, they don't sell great pizza, um, and so I love to be aligned with them. But we'll be at the Iowa Tap Room. But yeah, excited to see everyone. Indeed, Heather. Yeah, and I'm uh, th- pleased to meet you, Mitch, and thrilled that uh, yeah. I've been able to kind of uh, help promote this and and. I'm running for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's uh, Woman of the Year in Iowa, and I don't really care about the title. I just love being able to help uh, promote things that are going to raise a lot of money to help fight this disease. And so thrilled to have you and looking forward to meeting you. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be there. I, You know, whether I'm up there doing a Drake game or Hilton Coliseum or the times that I've gone up to Iowa City or UNI, uh, you know, I've traveled the whole state from Monona to, I don't know, Hamburg, from um, Sioux Center, all the way down to Keokuk. Uh, love the state, have a great affinity for the state. I think I understand somewhat what the, the, you know, the passion of the state, whether it's small towns, big towns. I think that comes through when I'm on the air with these guys. Yep. But uh, that being said, when you see something like this come together, and that's why I mention the Donaldsons a lot, they've done a lot of work with JDRF. But they've done a lot of work, as you know, Heather, for LLS. And so uh, if it's a night where we can make a big footprint and an impact for those who need it the most, then it's worth the time and effort. And I, I'm just, I'm really thrilled to hear you talk about the Chiefs, too. And I, I have a confession to make. I'm a Bears fan. so um, Wow, how's that going? Uh, <laughs> better. It, it's It's going better now, I guess. But you know, to yeah. have the team that you love pass on Mahomes. Basically, what I... The, the, you know, Heather, it's good to also have therapists. Like, I don't know what the coach say. <laughs> Ken's got a really good therapist. I, might, I needed therapy after that. And I what I basically decided to do instead, Mitch, was uh, I just decided to kind of latch on to the Chiefs Kingdom bandwagon, at least, you know, extraneously. I, I enjoy watching good football, and I like being entertained, and they were on here in Central Iowa. So as a Bears fan, I decided to watch more Chiefs games than Bears there for a while. You know, there's dual affiliation. I was a little bit about the dual affiliation. I'll go to a Drake game, and there will be Iowa State slash Drake fans because, well, I can I can be a Drake fan and watch Durian DeVries win games in the NCAA tournament and still cheer for the Cyclones, and I can do the same thing. I see a lot of Hawkeye slash Panther fans. Um and so, as a Bears fan, don't feel badly. I mean, you're in the NFC. We're only going to play every four years unless we play in the Super Bowl, and that's never happened. <laughs> and the other thing we have in Sorry. common <laughs> is the NFC champion gets the trophy, which is the George Hallis Trophy. If you win the AFC championship, which has been done by mm-hmm. Ken Miller's Broncos before, they win the Lamar Hunt championship. So the founder um, uh, of each team uh, that we love – 
has got the AFC and the NFC trophy. So you can cheer for the Chiefs all you want if you're saying, well, until they play the Bears. It's only every four years. So it's okay. You can be an NFC, AFC a combo fan. Uh, so, Mitch, uh, Tuesday night, it uh, gets underway at 6 o'clock. The event goes to 8.30. Tickets are $45. Again, should be a fun, fun night at the Iowa Tap Room. Uh, what, uh, what what can uh, people that make their way down there, Mitch, uh, will they have an opportunity? Will there be Q&A Chiefs fans that get an opportunity to quiz the voice of the Chiefs? What uh, What can we expect? Yeah, sometimes the best conversations are almost like when we assimilate like the conversations you and I have during the season. And those are the best when they're done personally, and that's what we'll do. Um, it becomes, you know, a fun evening. Uh, I would get tickets now. They're, they're going to limit the tickets, obviously, because mm-hmm. of space and COVID, and we're going to be, you know, very conscious of that. Uh, and so the Iowa Tap Room is a great place, but I would get those tickets now. And I, I think you can go to the Iowa. Let me get this right. You can go to the Iowa Tap Room. Uh, I don't want to tell you wrong. But I think go to their Facebook page and register that would be the best way to do it uh but i would i wouldn't wait uh because it is limited i did tweet it and the and the link to the get the tickets mitch is pinned to the top of my twitter page as well perfect that's a great way to get those you know twitter followers that you've got uh and you got it you got it and um i can retweet it but the iowa taproom facebook page there's a link there um as heather just told you but that's the way to do it but yes it becomes a fun evening and it becomes a relaxed evening where we kind of just talk like you and I talk, Ken, and, mm-hmm. and with Trent. And sometimes, again, those are the best conversations. And we don't have to limit it to the Chiefs. We can look globally at the NFL and talk about where the NFL, I think, is going in the next year, five years, ten years, because that becomes a fascinating conversation. Indeed it does. Uh, Mitch Holtis, I can't wait till we're having those conversations. That means football's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our schedules didn't match up as I'm going to be, well, it's not unfortunate because I'm going to be with my son in Las Vegas and I haven't seen him in two years. But uh, it's disappointing that I won't get to spend uh, you know, Tuesday night with you and Heather and, um, and Admire and uh, the whole crew, the Donaldsons, who I've never met. We've talked about them dozens of times over <laughs> the years. Uh, but I'd love to put a face uh, to the voice. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Big fundraiser coming up at the tap room this coming thursday tuesday uh, uh, tuesday bigger part tuesday, tuesday yes. may the 11th from eight from six to eight thirty uh at heather radio is her twitter feed and uh, i with tap room facebook page and away we shall go mitch holtis i'm glad i'm going to be with your son you know how devastating it was yep. for austin powers and nigel powers was not there and daddy wasn't there and daddy <laughs> didn't care so you're going to be there and that's that's all good. Absolutely. So I'm with you, brother. I'll go get them. Thanks, pal. We'll talk to you in uh, in August, if not before, okay? Probably been a while since you've been an Austin Powers reference on your show. It's, I think <laughs> it's been a first time yeah. in a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Breaking records, Mitch. Yeah. All right, boys. See you. Yeah, good to Thanks, talk to you. Mitch. Take care. Mitch holds his voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to have a fun night. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and this was just kind of a... A surprise that uh, was sprung on me by John Liebel, uh, you know, one of our yep. friends in advertising right. and promotions. And yeah, we're we're really looking forward to it. Absolutely, tickets are forty five dollars Tuesday night. I with Tap Room six to eight thirty. You've got the link at your Twitter account. Uh, you pinned it at the top of your Twitter at Heather Radio. Yes, to buy yep. tickets. And it, I think it's on the KXNO Facebook t- page too. And oh, I'll is it good? Make sure that it is now. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't, it will be.
Um, as Mitch said, probably a good idea if you're so inclined. Again, it's $45. Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Uh, Mitch does a ton of work for them. Uh, the Donaldsons, who he's very close to, Papa John's here in central Iowa. They make it possible for us to talk to Mitch through the uh, regular season, and they are big supporters of that. Juvenile diabetes as well, but leukemia lymphoma too causes very near and dear to them. So what are you, what are you planning on doing on Tuesday night? Do you have any idea or just kind of, as Mitch said, just off the cuff and... Because those, I mean, Mitch is terrific with with Crowell. You you've heard I'm, him. I'm not too worried between uh, Admire being the host and then Mitch Holt is taking right. over. That yeah, I'm just going to be there to listen and observe Chiefs Kingdom in all its glory. Absolutely, and you, and you get and credit for it. And we ended up right? having yeah, and we had a, it, this ended up devolving into a talk about Michael Admire's hair at some point this morning too. So who knows? Admire <laughs> may even take a few tips about. Hairstyling. Well, Ed Meyer, I mean, he's got a wife that's a stylist, right? I mean, it's not really fair. Yeah. Got, oh, that is an edge. Yeah, yeah, that's a big edge. Right. His he actually said, though, that uh, she has helped streamline his process. Oh, really? Believe it or not, yeah. Hasn't gotten more complicated. It's gotten simpler. That's good. Yes. Us bald guys just roll out of bed and off we go, right? <laughs> Throw on the ball cap. No, there you go. Uh, Heather, uh, best of luck on Tuesday night, right? Thank you. I'm Are, putting you, it on the Facebook page right now. Good stuff. Do you know where you stand as far as uh, the fundraising event goes with all the people that you're competing with? I They don't tell us they that. They still don't and do I'm, that. I'm okay with that. Okay. I don't really... Don't want the pressure? Exactly. <laughs> There's enough pressure already. I just know that every dime that we raise is helping Good. out a great cause. Yeah, so it absolutely is. Good luck. Good seeing you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we'll take a time out. Miller and Condon back after these commercial messages on 1460 KXNO and 106. 2021. All right. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. About uh, 10.50. Thank you to Heather Burnside, Mitch Holtis. You can see them both on Tuesday night at the Iowa Tap Room from 6 to 8.30. Uh, tickets, uh, you can find information on tickets on the KXNO Facebook page or Heather's Twitter feed at Heather Radio. Uh, $45 admission, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. The benefactor of that, if you have no plans on uh, Tuesday night, if you're a Chiefs fan, if you're a football fan, if you're a KXNO fan. Uh, checks a lot of boxes. Should be a fun time down at the Tap Room, Iowa Tap Room Tuesday night. All right, Trent Con, it's been a couple of minutes here. Uh, we didn't do any college basketball. There were a couple of uh, things from the state yesterday. Let's start with Iowa State. Uh, we knew C.J. Frederick was going to Kentucky, uh, so let's get to Iowa State. And they got another transfer yesterday in Isaiah Brockington, who's a decent player at Penn State. Played about 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Averaged, what, 13-5 and five or thereabouts, 12-4. and four, Round them up to... Th- uh, thirteen and five, decent player. Trent, as we kind of joked a bunch of times, you need to buy a program, right? Yes, yeah. when you go to a cyclone game or have a phone, because <laughs> they do have those things they now, do, don't they, helps. Trent? Yeah. Just like the other day when I was trying to tell everybody how to get to the Mistress Brewing, and again, there is a GPS thing on. You just oh, punch it in, takes yeah. you right there. Tells you step-by-step how to get there. I thought I was doing a public service. Well. <laughs> anyway, so let's do this. Um, uh, who... <laughs> Give me the starting five for the clones. Well, and here's the funny thing, is I don't think there is a lock. Do you think there is a lock in the... A we did, lock starting... We did this with mm. Iowa after Bohanna decided to come back, right. and felt like there was three, maybe four locks in that starting lineup. Here, I don't know if there is. Who's starting at the five? Are you playing a five? Are you playing a traditional? Oh, okay. That's the other right. piece. Because so you want to go Hinson and what's the name? The the Slovakian Kunz is how you say his yeah, name. Yeah. The Washington State transfer. Um, 
Uh, the Kansas transfer and, and Aruna. Um, but I don't think right. any of those guys are locks. Maybe the closest to a lock is Tyrese Hunter. He's As a true guard. freshman. He is your point guard. I agree. Because there still isn't another point guard on this roster. No, no. Trey Jackson's not a point guard. No. He's, he could play it in a pinch. Mm-hmm. And he had his moments this year on a bad basketball team. Right. Um, Kalsher? No. Brockington? No, yes. I'm not saying play point guard. I'm oh, just yeah. saying start. No, I, I, I would take Brockington over Kalsher, and I don't so, think it's re- So close. Hunter's the one. Brockington is the two. I think you've got to find a room for it. Look, when I saw Hinson play two years ago at Ole Miss, he was certainly good enough to play Last year, right. without a doubt. Well, he starts last year with all these guys start last year. But he's had another another year. Of, I think Henson's going to find a starting spot. You're, I, I'm on board with him. Javen Johnson, no, no. Okay, so you're going big. Yeah. Are you both? John, going... Johnson's what? He's six five, six six, six six. Yeah. Yep. So you're going Brockington. You agree with me there? Yes. So Hunter, Hunter Brockington. Hunter That's and your Brock- back. Yes. Your swing guy is Hinson. Yeah. And then you're going Unaruna along with the big. This team is built so differently, too, mm-hmm. than the Hoiberg transfers where it was all about shooting. Yeah. Here's a dirty secret. A lot of these guys aren't real good shooters. Right. But they are good defenders. Yeah. And that's, they're going to be built so much differently, right. I think, than a lot of people are anticipating. They're going to be long. They're going to be athletic. They're going to run. So what does this mean, Trent? Does this mean that, the, that we turn the calendar from January and we get through February and we're talking about that uh, pesky Iowa State team on the bubble? And, you know, if they win three of the last four Wouldn't and have a good Big be, 12 tournament. Oh, my gosh. They're on the wrong side of the bubble for me, but they are a bubble team. But we're talking about them, right? Right. Yes. We're not. We, we're not. Air quote forced to talk about Iowa State basketball uh-huh. to try and even it up when they haven't won a game. This is going to be different. This is. Where's Foster? He might where's be the Condit? starter. He's a, a reserve. Okay, I agree. He is twelve minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Where's the kid from the the Denver? Uh, the transfer. He might be Jones, a, right? Jones. Eight minutes a game. Okay. I think he is just a depth piece, mm-hmm. and maybe a guy that helps you open up some doors in Minnesota. Okay, with his I wish Foster there. would have been able to get through the year last year. Yes. He missed so much, uh, many opportunities to just get minutes. Sure, they were going to wasn't going to make a difference in the record whether he played or not, but for his growth and development. And there were some rumblings this winter that that injury could be more long lasting than it looks like. It turns out to be. Mm-hmm. He's back on the practice floor uh, from the reports that we've heard. So. It sounded like, at least at the time, there were some concerns about the injury. In terms of talent, yes, he should absolutely be a starter. This guy has talent oozing. Great defender, can shoot it from the outside. Not a traditional back-to-your-basket big guy at seven foot one, but he should be part of that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I'll say Xavier Foster. Yep. I'm going Javen Johnson with Henson for me. I'm okay. putting Enaruna coming off the bench. Okay. Brockington Hunter. That's my starting five. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I probably sounded... Uh... Um, you know, not fair to Johnson. He's, yeah. he's okay. Yeah. Uh, of the transfers that came in, if you were to pull Cyclone, I don't see the poll would be so split as to which one of the transfers excites you the most. Ooh. It might be the latest is the greatest. I mean, it might be Brockington. Yeah, I, I think you could easily make that argument. And I like Kalsher more than you. You do? Yep. Because he's a, he's a kind of a junkyard dog kid. Do you count Henson 
Yes, because he never played. All right. And then, I like then Henson that's a lot. The one. Yeah, I like Henson a lot. That's who I'd put at the top of my okay. list. It would be... All right, then let's remove him from because he's been in names. <laughs> yes, right. So of the, the guys that'll be... The Otz transfers. The Otzelberger There era. you go. Right. I think it's Brockington. He's... Yes. He's one. And Aruna, two. I'm intrigued by this game. I am too because he didn't get his opportunity at Kansas Thank and he was good enough to play at Kansas or good enough to get a scholarship. But not that that pans out all the time, as we know. Where are the minutes going to come for our Caleb Grill? I, strength, I don't think there's a lot there. Trey Jackson. The same thing. And those are. And if the grill doesn't get a chance to heat up, we'll be heating up at the end of blowouts. Right. That's. And then Tris, or Chris, tweet till your heart's content. <laughs> be checking out on that one. It's an intriguing team. There, there are holes uh-huh. in it. That it, I don't think it's going to be a great offensive team. I can't team wait and not to see how it comes team. together, Trent. I really can't. But it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more fun to talk about than it was oh, this year. Oh, jeez. Uh, so the C.J. Frederick news. Are you surprised it took as long as it did? Nah, and do you think there was anything behind that? Let's kind of let this simmer a little bit. Yes, that's. Let's what just it put was. this on. We know it's going to happen. Let's let's not be in a rush. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give McCaffrey the notice that you're leaving one day and sign with Kentucky the next. I was a little surprised it didn't come out Friday afternoon at like five thirty. Yeah. <laughs> That was the only piece of it that I was that I was a little surprised. By. I was surprised we didn't see anything about a. I mean, can you visit now? I guess I don't know that. Yeah, I believe you can. Took yeah. a visit to Cincinnati, and there's really uh, there's, like a, uh, there's a considerable interest there on uh, CJ Frederick's. There part. was uh, something out there that Gonzaga and North Carolina. It was a lot closer choosing those two than people believe. Stop. Really? Yes. Yeah, so stop. He was, he was gone. For, he was gone in Kentucky in the end of January. We knew this was the case, and this turned out to be the case. Stop peeing on her head and telling us yeah. it's raining. How about Rasheer Bolton to Gonzaga? That was surprising. That was really surprising. I mean, I, I would think that he knows he's got to get the ball past the timeline, right? And he's, Mark Few will make sure I of that. I think so, yeah. See, uh, Steve Prohm, uh, that message didn't resonate anyways. All right, we will talk a little hockey uh, with Joe O'Donnell. Penultimate weekend at the well for the Wild. Uh, and then we'll get into Bill Bender, college football, about 11.25. Miller and Condon until noon. Fun first hour, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.